It is Monday, April 4th, and this is Dominique Beaumonte, your host of the Season with Salt podcast, and I am excited to be with you. I have a lot of cool things to share, but I want to just start with a thought that surfaced for me. First, let me just tell y'all that last week was like a wild week for me. And um, I don't know where I'm going to be able to tell this story, so I'll just tell you a little bit of it. Um, I am at the end of my uh, Master's of Divinity degree uh, at, at a seminary in California. And the last two years of uh, this pursuit have been very difficult. And um, sometimes uh, because of my own level of commitment to a variety of different obligations, and then other times because of uh, the negligence of this institution. But we're going to go ahead and just move on, right? Um, Last week, uh, I had decided, you know, it's really time for me to, I took the winter quarter off, and I said, you know, it's really time for me to get back into uh, completing these courses like an end program. Well, talked to my advisor, enrolled in two courses, started taking the classes, you know, you know everything was going well, and um, had some pending issues because uh, I took the winter quarter off because I was supposed to be uh, completing a um, incomplete that I received uh, in a course during the fall. Uh, the faculty member, like, was literally unavailable uh, and had not responded to any of my emails until essentially after the quarter. And that at that time, she was like, oh, I've been on vacation. I'm sorry. You're going to have to retake the class. And I was like, no way, Jose. Like, I emailed you and I asked you what I needed to do and you were unavailable. So you don't get to get away with that. But then I quickly um, realized that her ability to get away with said negligence was not um, based on me feeling like she shouldn't have. There's a whole crew of people uh, making a decision about whether uh, my negligence overshadowed her negligence, and her negligence continued. I mean, and um, it was, you know, I, I, I felt rather I mean, academic stress is like no other stress i mean i mean of course there are relational or interpersonal stresses that like i'm sure are mount differently for people but like the stress of like completing a degree and being at the scrutiny of a bunch of people that you can't see or hear or talk to particularly in this season of academic life is just really, really stressful. So I registered for the classes, talked to the advisor, didn't know what was going to happen. On Friday, I got an email from financial aid saying, drop your classes by five because you ain't getting no financial aid. Now, I should tell you that I had gone through this several times. Like, this is not the first time that I've had, like, some kind of, like, compounded issue uh, with uh, the institution where I attend. And... 
if if <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. I ended up dropping the classes and there was no like response from anyone with regard to supporting me or just it was just a mess. And so I had to drop the classes and essentially, you know, that represented the end of my time in uh, seminary because there's just no way that I'm going to, it's a, it's a long and like complex situation that just didn't feel like it could be solved. And uh, in the absence of worrying about it, I have made this declaration to myself on Friday. I set my alarm clock for uh, 4.50. And I said to the Lord, I'm going to drop out of these courses at 4.50 and I'm not going to look back and I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to sleep and whatever God that is left for me to tackle or to try or to endeavor when I wake up. I'm going to do that with all my strength and all my might. I do not have any more strength to commit to things that are dead. And I'm saying this to myself and I'm like saying, Dominique, that you cannot make this be the theme of your weekend, the crux of your worrying. You cannot be um, like imprisoned by anxiety because of something that you perhaps didn't create for yourself. And so if this is the Lord's will, and you know that, you know how you have those moments where you're like, okay, Lord, did you tell me to do this? Is this your will? Because if this your will, I got to believe that you are not going to let me come this far without completion or without success. So long story short, like just I think maybe my advisor emailed me after five and was like, I don't really think that uh, a decision um, has been made about your case, but you're, you're right for and re- just unenrolling for those courses because if a decision is unfavorable, then what's going to happen is you're going to wake up on Monday morning and you're going to have a bill from the university on top of the bad news that you received the week before. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to take myself out of this situation and just move forward. And so uh, my advisor uh, affirmed that, for which I appreciated, and I just kept on my way. So that was kind of like a you know, a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, although I had already spoken to someone earlier in the week that said it's not looking good, right? And so now this is a – this is going to tell you how God works. Um, maybe a week before this um, – I, me and my pastor had gone to uh, a, a tour of another church. And before we had ended our time together, uh, he had said that the Lord had given him a message and he wanted me to uh, make him a, like a slide or something to put on the projector that and he, my pastor kind of draws things out the way that he wants to look at them. And then the subject of his uh, message was heads or tails. So he wanted like, you know, two quarters, like he wanted the image of like a quarter or being flipped perhaps at a sporting event. And he gave me a, like a snapshot of what the message was about. But the, again, this was like one or two weeks ago. So I couldn't like, you know, he, he gave me like a quick, and dirty. So 
I made that graphic, heads or tails. Didn't think about it again, but I knew that the pastor had really like put a lot of energy into this message that he was cultivating for this respective Sunday. So it was kind of in the back of my mind to every time I would think about, you know, the coordinating any coordination or things that were needed for worship service from my own context. So made that, went to church you know, just, I mean, the spirit was high. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, we just had like, well, I can't speak for other people. I know I had church. I did the, the worship, the spirit of the Lord was there. Um, there was just so much freedom and just, I just really, really felt free of everything that happened last week. I feel like God was like lifting, he lifted the burden, gave me a new uh, sort of view on the things that are happening. This is just before the word. I was just like, thank you, Lord. And I knew that because I kind of had a sneak peek on what the message was about, even though I didn't have a clear understanding, I knew that God was going to, like, release some of the things that I was carrying because I just was feeling, like, really light and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, God was there, like, me at good church. Pastor gets up to preach, and he continues with his um, his message, heads or tails. So he says, in the, tell you how the devil works, there had been a couple of... Um, words or information on some of the slides that I created that were being projected over the screen at church that were inaccurate. And I hate when things are wrong and I just, it just stressed me out. So I had gone to my car um, and got my laptop and walked back to the back of the church to correct the slides and give them to the media director because I'm just like, I need to fix this now. And when I got back into the sanctuary in the back, I heard the pastor say, heads, you win tells he loses he as in the devil and he kept saying that and i think people were sort of like okay uh heads, he loses yeah tells heads i win tells he loses so then he said either way and i'm just maybe i'm just paraphrasing whether it be heads or tails whether you win or he loses either way you have the victory and I thought to myself, like, it took me, I, I'm processing it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what I experienced last week, because God will insert the answer to the thing that you are, you've been praying for in the Word. It's kind of like, you know, the, 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 God has a way uh, of hiding the answer that you need um, in the place where he knows that you need to go to get it the most, right? And I, I, I kind of, well, I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, the Lord had hidden inside of the context of this message that I had already been sitting in anticipation for. He had hid the context of this message in, in, or the answer to my prayer in the, in, in the context of this message because what I had determined, and his scripture was about, you know, I think maybe uh, um, you know if you if you if you reign with if you suffer with him you reign with him. It was about suffering, right? Like the, the one side of the coin is suffering, and the other side is you know reigning. And the 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 thing that I had not thought about. I have so lost y'all in like the current circumstance, the situation, like what I could see that there I could not see victory at all. All I could see is I, I, there, a part of me knew what that God could do anything. 
Like, I, I didn't deny that. I can't deny that. But a part of me was also like, you know what? It's been three years, four or five years. It's just, it's gotten to the point where I just need to figure out something different. Like, am I going to be, like, like, is this, I think that's the resolution that I'd come up with after I woke up and and and, and, and felt powerless. And... Let me just say that sometimes feeling be feeling powerless is not always the a bad thing. If you were able to reflect on the fact that when you are powerless, he being God is most powerful because in your weakness you promote his strength. Oh, that makes sense. That's because because he can he can do anything, but he can really do something if we move out of the way, right? And so, part of us moving out of the way is us being humbled and and releasing ourselves from trying to pursue an outcome, right? So, the pastor said I was victorious either way, heads or tails. Either I was going to win or Satan was going to lose. And either way, I was going to be victorious. This, this I am at, I woke up this morning. Um, I can't even know what time it is. Eight something. But this morning, I woke up and I had an email from the dean of the college um, where, hallelujah. Okay. All right, all right. This is not church. This is a podcast. Okay. So I woke up. Um, with an email from the dean of the college saying, you know what, we've thought about it. Um, you did send an email. The faculty, I think he said, unintentionally overlooked it. Okay. Um, and you did send an email at the end of the quarter. So you sent one at the beginning of the quarter, but at the end of the quarter, but not in the middle of the quarter. Um, and thereby, you know, I, it, it, he begins to answer all these things from a policy perspective and tells me I need to reach out to my advisor and blah, blah, blah. And then says that he has decided that the institution is going to offer me another quarter to complete this class and that the faculty member is going to reach out to me. Now, listen, when it was out of my control, y'all, that's when God was doing his best work. Now, surely God could have, the answer to this problem could have come, come when it was first recognized one week ago. But God wanted to bring to life what he was declaring in his word, that no matter whether you win or Satan loses, either way, you're going to be victorious. And so let me just say that we should not misinterpret process. We should not misinterpret process to be a delay. We should not misinterpret process to be the same thing as God ignoring our request. We should not misinterpret process for being um, systems turning their cheek. Sometimes the denial that we get from systems provides for us an opportunity to reset 
and gives us the opportunity to trust God with what is no longer in our control. I hope you can hear my heart. We can sometimes be prisoners of what somebody said or what they didn't do or when they didn't do it or how they, we can sometimes be prisoners because our human setup is to solve our own problems. I know I'm saved and I love Jesus and I'm an ordained elder and I'm a youth pastor and all these things. But even though I have all of these attributes that are churchy in at, at the core of things that happen in my life, it is still difficult for me uh, to um, understand what God is doing a lot of times. And God wants to assure us that just because you are going through a process, it does not mean that God is absent from your request. Okay. I think I, I think I, I think I have thoroughly explained that, but I just, I just, I just wanted to make sure that nobody who is going through feels that they are going through alone. If you name the name of Jesus Christ and, 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 and you don't even have to pray for what you are going through. The, 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 you, maybe you, maybe you'll understand it this way. If you have ever, if you've worked in management and you have like an assistant, the better, the, the, a good assistant knows what you need or can anticipate what you need before you need it, right? That is the kind of presence that, and I'm not saying God is our assistant, but that's the kind of presence that we have access to through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our paraclete. The Holy Spirit is the intermediary between us and God. The Holy Spirit is uh, 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 he who, um, when we don't have the words to pray or to think, he advocates our case, even before we know it's our case, with the Father. (laughs) Okay, I gotta call, I gotta stop because I'm feel, you know the same say I'm feeling my health coming. This is not this is not church. This is just Dominique's podcast. But when I hallelujah, <laughs> when I look look y'all, I'm full. But when I before I knew what was gonna go on at the Florida Theological Institute, before I enrolled, before I came in contact with any of these faculty members, before I had an advisor, the father already knew that he that the Holy Spirit was standing the gap for me and that I would have a need that I cannot meet myself that only he could meet. He already orchestrated it. And I say that to say that there is no challenge that you have that God is not intricately involved in the details. He is in your mess. He's in your stress. He's in your problem. And he he has, and I love the scripture that says that he goes before us because we don't even know what's down the road. Listen, we got somebody going before us diagonally. We got somebody going before us horizontally. There is no 
place that we can find ourselves in, that he is not already there advocating our case. And I thank God for that. Listen, I did not, you know what I was going to talk about in this podcast, and I'm not going to talk about it again, but I'm just going to shout it out is the the speaking of God manifesting himself through process. Um, I'm proud of some of the accomplishments of Black women, and I want to say particularly uh, Don Staley, who last night on the 3rd of April became the first Black coach, NCAA Division One Black coach, male or female, to win two uh, Division One titles. Her and the South Carolina women's basketball team were victors, and I'm really proud of that. I also want to say that, and I know this is not churchy, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Jasmine Sullivan last night, she won uh, a the Grammy for Best R&B uh, for her album, Hotels. And I actually um, have listened to Hotels, and the reason why, um, on a number of occasions, I, it's a masterpiece, y'all. Like, I mean, it's like sometimes when we become knowledgeable about, especially as men, like we there, we rarely hear and understand human sexuality from the perspective of women. If you want to understand human sexuality from the perspective from the perspective of women uh, through the lens of black art and music you've got to listen to hotels now it's not for the faint of heart it's not a gospel album but some gospel albums and a gospel album but that's not for this podcast but i just want to say congratulations to jasmine sullivan and just i just think it's incredible and then finally today um the senate uh judiciary committee um will uh, affirm or make an attempt to uh, affirm or vote on whether uh, to advance the nomination of uh, President Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown-Jackson, uh, the first African-American woman, and we are calling it to be so, uh, who will sit uh, on the Supreme Court. And she, um, because the committee is comprised of 22 people, 11 are Democrats, 11 are Republicans, the Republicans are going to say no, and the Democrats are going to say yes, and it's going to be 11 to 11, and they will then advance um, the the vote uh, to the larger Senate, um, where it is very likely that uh, Judge Jackson will be confirmed. And I think that that is both a beautiful thing. I want to encourage um, all of you to really take in these historical moments and to celebrate the accomplishments of um, Black people, right? I'm, like, I cannot say how proud I am of, uh, irregardless, is that a word? I always wonder that, but it's a word for me on this podcast. Irregardless of your perspective on uh, Will Smith um, smacking uh, Chris Rock, um, if you want to know how I feel, raise from my post. Um, actually, I'm Team Will. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need to be ashamed of that. Um, irregardless of how you might feel about it, what a what an amazing op- opportunity for him to be just the second person, like to be nominated 
um, both as an actor and a producer at the same night, and to win um, an Oscar for his work as King Richard, a film that is featured um, and celebrates the life of a Black man and his influence on his two young daughters. Like, to me, that's an amazing accomplishment. And we all make mistakes. We all do things that we're not proud of. But I think what we have to do is we have to ask ourselves, do we want our mistakes to haunt us for the rest of our lives? And what grace can we give others? And can we give others the grace that we would want others to give us? So that's where I'm standing. Uh, I didn't mean to go this long, but let me just close out by saying that God is faithful. And my pastor always says this, and I repeat that he will not allow you to do more for him than he will do for you. God bless you, and you have an amazing, amazing week.